Spirit of a Champion presents Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. Welcome to another encouraging moment. Hi, this is Bobby Williams, and I'm so glad you joined me today. Well, our message today is God's plan for rest and renewing your strength. And so many people are just tired today. They're down, they're depressed, they're full of anxiety, they're tired. And that's because we're not following God's plan for our lives, and we're wavering, we're getting off of the plan and the precepts. Today in this message, I have seven steps on how to rest and renew your strength in the Lord. And our key verse is in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is is light. Well, welcome to another encouraging moment. Before we get started, let's go to the Lord and let me pray over this message God has given so it will be a major blessing to you and your family. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for giving us this great message on how to renew our strength for the future, for the next season in our life. And Lord, I thank you for your word because it's such a treasure It tells us how to live. It has all the answers for every problem and every situation within the front cover and the back cover of the Bible. Every word is inspired by God. Lord, anything that comes out of my lips or out of my heart, let it be glorifying to you, Lord, edifying you, and inspirational to this audience in Jesus' name. Well, if you would, turn with me to Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30, and we're going to start there today. You know, I just want to make a comment before we get started. You know, today we are busier than ever. In fact, although technology can be your friend to help you accomplish great tasks and do things faster and easier, it also makes leadership of companies and friends and family much more demanding of your time. Because of emails and texts and messages and phones and social media, people now expect you to be available 24-7, almost all the time, anytime, day or night. Also, the regular demands of your job, your family, and more have made it almost impossible to be rested in your mind and in your heart and be strengthened in your body. Many people are so tired, full of anxiety, experiencing exhaustion, And all of this can lead to sickness. It can manifest itself into sickness, depression, and conflict. God has a much better plan for our lives. Today in this message, I'm going to give you seven concrete steps on how to strengthen your life, how to renew your strength, how to rest in the Lord, and how to get ready for this next season and what God is calling for you to do. So get excited, get a pen, get a piece of paper. We're going to go into Matthew 11. You know, God talks about the weariness, the weariness of people and the burden of people. Matthew 11, 28 through 30, let's read this right now. Come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
When we come to Jesus and we become a Christian, he forgives us of our sins and takes the burden of guilt and shame and sadness off of you. And so we get to start with a new slate, a clean slate, and we've been forgiven, and we've been forgiven for eternity. And that doesn't mean we don't mistakes. As soon as we do, we should claim 1 John 1, 9, and what it says is, if we confess our sins before the Lord, He's faithful and just to forgive us of those sins. doesn't mean we'll be perfect people. But what it does is it gives you confidence in your mind and heart, and it settles the war between you and God, the separation. You know, when you get born into this world through the normal process of water, and you get born through a woman, when you get born, yes, you are God's creation, but you become a child of the Most High God, when you become one of His followers, Jesus' followers. In other words, you give your heart, by faith, you give your heart and your decision to follow Christ, and that's through faith, and He has died on the cross for our sins. And when you become a Christian, all of that, all of your past and all of your sins have been forgiven. So it clears your mind, and you, you need to know that. And the definition of weary is physically or mentally tired. And so people are very tired these days. You know, they're very they're very sick because they're not really following God's plan for their life. And if you don't follow God's plan, there's no way that you can live the kind of lifestyle that God wants you to live. What is that? I'm going to give you the first thing that you do. The first thing that you do is found in Matthew. Understand Jesus is our rest. If you look at Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus is our rest because he is God, because he created us, and he knows exactly how to give us his rest. You know, his rest comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. When you're born again, he fills you with his spirit called the Holy Spirit to comfort you. But so many people don't go and take their burdens to Jesus. And you do it in prayer. You just get humble, and you go before God, and and you get on your knees, and you pray, Lord Jesus, please help me. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of fighting. I'm so tired of battling the world. I'm so tired of what I hear. I'm so tired of what I see. I'm so tired of work. And, you know, he gives you rest, and he gives you strength. And He promises to give us rest. Look what it says. Come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then the next thing he says is, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. When you get in communion, in relationship, when you stay in a close relationship with Jesus Christ, when you need refreshing, when you need renewing, you're not going to find it in the world. You know, those are the shortcuts that people take. They think, oh gosh, if I have this drink, or if I go out tonight, or if I have the right person in my life, I'm going to be full of rest. No, that's not what God says at all. And so when he says to me, he says, just listen to what the Bible says, come to me, come to me, come to Jesus. That's Jesus talking in Matthew 11 to his disciples and to the people that were following him at the time. He says, come to me. I'm the source of your rest. I'm the source of your peace. I'm the source of your getting over the world. 
and he's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Now, what are we weary of? You know, that's an emotional state. What are you weary of or burdened of? Well, you might be in a big trial right now. You might find yourself in a trial that's bigger than your life that you've ever had. But there is rest in that when you turn that over to Jesus. You know, I would say, do the best that you can do. When you come into a battle, you know, do the best you can do. Take it to God first and tell him what's going on in your life and converse with him. He'll start a process behind the scenes in the spiritual where he is working for you and helping you and leading you and guiding you to the perfect answer to get you through to victory to get you over the problem that you find yourself in, that doesn't negate the responsibility we have to work hard to do what we can do in the natural. But we need the supernatural work of God in our lives, and the Bible is true, and every promise is true. And when it says that Jesus says, hey, when you have a problem, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then the next thing he tells you, take my yoke upon you. Now, I want to say about what a yoke was. In the day when Jesus was in his ministry, you would have two oxen, and a yoke would be made out of wood and leather and some steel, and they would put it around the neck of the oxen, not to harm them, but to hook them up to the cart or whatever they were going to pull. And sometimes, most of the time, they used two uh, oxen to pull, so it would would be easier on the oxen. And when you focus all that power and you put the yoke on them, then it helps them to pull the cart. Sometimes you had two, sometimes you had four, sometimes you had six, sometimes you had eight oxen in front of a cart to pull the heavy load, but it strengthened them through this thing called the yoke. Jesus said in Matthew 11, 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. The yoke of Jesus is easy. The yoke of Jesus helps you to get through the problem. The yoke of Jesus, he's saying, I want to help you through this issue. I want to renew you. I want to strengthen you. I want to get you through, but you need to team up with me and take upon my yoke. And what does that mean? That means getting before Jesus every day, taking your issues before God. Sometimes they can be emotional where you're upset about a situation. Sometimes they can be a problem in your life. Sometimes they can just be the workload that you find yourself in. Like I said, technology is so big today that you'll have your boss hitting you up at 8 or 9 o'clock at night trying to get you to do something, and it's just exasperating sometimes, in my opinion. I think they should respect those hours of the day unless it's something really big they need to work on. But I believe that people are taking advantage of many people just because they can reach out and talk to them. I've had people call me at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning, and it was not an emergency, and I was in a dead sleep, and it was so funny. I didn't get upset with them, but I'm thinking to myself, what? You're calling me at 1 o'clock in the morning just to talk, and I'm so tired because I've worked all day and ministered, and, and I need to get to sleep, and I'm in a dead sleep, and that phone goes off, and I'm going, oh my goodness. I thought it was an emergency, so of course I'm going to answer it, and sometimes it is, and I don't mind because I'm available for people. But 
at 1 o'clock in the morning, unless it's a real emergency, please call me before 9 o'clock. That would be helpful. <laughs> but anyway, it was funny. But that's what I'm saying is we have all these pressures now because of technology and because people want us to work like that. And so when you come to God and you take it and you leave it at his feet, then once you're out of that prayer, just leave it with Jesus and trust him. That's going to bring me to my next point. Renewing your mind through God's Word. I've talked about this before, but every time that I read a verse in the Bible, it jumps my heart. It makes me happy. It makes me excited. It renews me and strengthens me because I'm telling you that the Word of God is absolute truth. God is faithful. The truth of the Bible is the only thing that you should hook up your life to. Jesus Christ, the words of Jesus, the words of the Bible— only believe what the Bible says, not what people, not what your next door neighbor, not what, you know, the TV's telling you. You believe God and his word. And what happens is when we get a bad voice that comes in our head, uh, Romans 12 kind of explains this. And it says, when it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's a very easy scripture. Romans 12, verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you listen to these people long enough, you're going to be negative, you're going to be down, you're going to be hurting. Don't listen. They don't know the truth because they're not following God. You're following God. Trust the Bible and the Bible promises because they're all true. Second Timothy explains this. It says, all Scripture is God-breathed, it's the truth, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So, when you get that bad report, go to God's Word and replace the bad word with God's Word, and it will renew your mind. When we go back to that scripture of today and say, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, you can stand on that Bible promise. Jesus said it. Get on your knees, and God will give you the rest you need. And then he'll give you the help you need by the yoke. You take upon his yoke. You take upon his word. You take and trust him. Then you renew your mind through all this scripture. The next point I want to give to you in this whole lesson is that, you know, we should be trusting God more. No doubt about it. I, I believe right now that too many people are listening to too many voices. And so I just say to you, be sure to trust God. This is my next point. Praise brings his presence and renewed energy. Now, one of my friends told me this story, and I, I read it in a book one time, but Robert Schuller, you remember the great Robert Schuller, who was the minister of the Crystal Cathedral. His daughter had had an operation, and I, I think she had to lose one of her legs. I think the story goes. And it was such a heartbreak for him, and he was such a fine man, but he just cried. He just cried over it. And then he got before God and he said, thank you for saving my daughter's life. Uh, she's losing her leg, but I just want to thank you and praise your holy name for saving my daughter and saving her. And he went from sorrow to praise. And then he went from praise to God's presence fell on him and he was comforted by the Holy Spirit. The power of God is so powerful. The Holy Spirit is so powerful 
God loves praise, and in a relationship, we should be praising people, but we should more so be praising God for all the wonderful things He's done and who He is. Psalm 1611 says, You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is the fullness of joy. In God's presence is the fullness of joy. I love that word. Because what it says to me is I praise him as I lift my hands up to him and as I use praise scripture, his presence falls on me. And it's amazing how wonderful the comfort and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it renews my energy and it gets me going. Step number four is God first established the principle of working six days. You can look it up in Genesis 1. It said, he worked six days to create the world, but on the seventh, he rested. Now, many people will say to me, well, I work on Sundays. Well, the principle is still the same. Regardless if you work six days, including Sunday, and then you have to rest on Saturday, or you have to rest on Friday or Wednesday or Tuesday, whatever day you have off, you need to rest The Bible is absolutely clear. Genesis 2.2, it says, God rested on the seventh day. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all the work which God had created and made. God himself rested on the seventh day. So one of my dear friends works at Publix. They have to work on Sunday a lot of times. And I said, don't worry. You can go to church on Tuesday night, or you can go to church on Wednesday night, or you can rest. You can rest on Tuesday. You can rest on Wednesday. You can set aside a God day where you can rest with the Lord and be refreshed and renewed. One thing about resting, and even doctors will tell you, that if you rest and you relax, it's like an antibiotic in your system. It will bring you back. What do people say to you when you get sick? The doctor, what does he say? Go home and rest for the next three days. Take this medicine and go home and rest. So that's God's principle, and it's a good principle to have. I'll be honest with you. We're all so busy. We need to follow the Bible and not follow our own understanding. And then the Bible is clear when it says, do not lean on your own understanding, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. You need to absolutely follow this step. Work six days, no matter what you're doing. Work hard, do the best you can. But on the seventh day, whatever seventh day that is for you, you rest your body, rest your mind, and just rest your soul to renew yourself. Okay, my next one is step five, place your hope in Christ to regain strength. If you'll turn with me to Isaiah 40, this is our next scripture, Isaiah 40. I hope you have your Bible with you. And if you'll turn with me to verse 28, we'll get in there right there. Here it says, do you not know, have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fail. But those who hope in the Lord, circle that right there. That's so, so important. Circle that in verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. This is a powerful scripture that again explains 
one of the steps to renewing yourself, refreshing yourself, and that is to go ahead and place your hope in Jesus Christ. And when you do, the Bible promises in that place, it says, when you place all your hope in God, you will renew your strength. Amen and amen. That is a very, very important part of this lesson. And then the next part I've got for you is number six, trust Jesus for your peace. Stay holy unto him and walk in confidence for a great future. If you know who God is, then you know he's omniscient, all-knowing, omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent, always with us. If you know that, if you know he created you, if you know he's the great physician, if you know he intercedes in your life, if you know he's been with you yesterday, today, and forever, if you know that and you know his character and you know he can't lie, then when you bring him a problem, you can rest in it and you can have peace. You know, 700 years before Jesus came to earth, Isaiah 9 Isaiah the prophet prophesied that he would be called the Prince of Peace because he is our peace. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, says Jesus. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so Jesus is saying to you, hey, I am your peace. You're not going to find peace in the bottom of a bottle. You're not going to find peace any other way, you're going to find peace through me, who is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Great Shepherd. I am your peace. And so that's the peace of God. And then finally, step number seven, which I want to give you today, is to celebrate. Now, it's really good to celebrate a win, celebrate an anniversary, celebrate a birthday, celebrate celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have a beautiful home, celebrate with people. Bless others by opening it up. If you have a boat, open that boat up and take people out on the lake. If you have the means to just have a simple birthday party for your family, have a simple birthday party. You don't have to spend a lot of money. It's it's not the money that counts. It's the fellowship of the saints and God expected us to fellowship. Celebrate. You know, Jesus was in the wedding of Cana. He went to a wedding, and he was there with his mother, and they were celebrating a wedding. Celebrate with people. Don't say no. Say yes. Go and celebrate. It will refresh your soul. I'll give you one. Uh, Donna and I got to go to a concert a Mercy Me concert, one of the Christian concerts, one of the great groups. Mercy Me, I just love that group. And we went out. It was such a refreshment, such a renewal of our soul, such a strength, that beautiful music and the preaching, the teaching, everything that was involved in that concert renewed us and gave us the strength and the power and the strength of God to renew. Gosh, if you've not been with your brother or sister or your mom or dad or you haven't talked to a cousin lately, reach out to them. Celebrate with them. Take them out to dinner. Take them to lunch. Go to church with them. Uh, go to a concert. Do something with them and celebrate life. You don't want to waste one minute feeling down or depressed or tired, and I've given you these steps today so that you would not be tired and down and depressed, but your soul would be jumping up. Before we leave, I just want to say one more time the scripture that we had at the very beginning. You go back 
when you have your own time, go back to Matthew chapter 11 and just read those verses that I wanted to read to you today, which was so sweet and wonderful, was Matthew 11. It says in verse 28, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen and amen. The Lord is so good to us. Hey, I love you in the Lord, and so does the Lord. He loves you so much. And he wants this better life for you and me. And so it comes out of God's word every time we speak here at Encouraging Moments. Be sure to go to encouragingmoments.com. Be sure to look up this podcast. Share it with someone else. Give us a great review. Try to help us spread the gospel through Jesus Christ. We're trying to help people become Christians and strengthen the faith of others while supporting the local church. Well, we love you in the Lord. Let me pray for you today. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm asking for renewal. I'm asking for strength. I'm asking for a positive attitude for my brother or sister. I'm asking that you would strengthen them, Father, for their next season. Strengthen them for their next day. Renew, refresh them, and help them to have a wonderful week, a wonderful month, and a wonderful season. Father, I just ask that you would really bless them in this coming season. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, thank you again for your prayers and your gifts to this ministry. We are a 501c3. Every gift that you give is absolutely, you can write it off in your taxes for the IRS because we are an official 501c3 through the IRS. It's a nonprofit and we are spreading the gospel for Jesus Christ. Thank you again. Until next time, be encouraged. Thank you for listening to Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. For more Encouraging Moments, go to encouragingmoments.com or join us on Facebook at Encouraging Moments with Bobby Williams. 